0: Principle Matters Podcast, Episode 51. Guess what? It's a great big world out there And you don't have to be scared Cause it's all yours for the taking I know that your dreams are big and bright And God gave you this light to do crazy things. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, principal of Sky Duke High School and host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week I bring you innovative, imaginative and inspiring ideas for improving your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about the shocking truth about your decision making. And I want to start, first of all, by saying that yes, my uh, throat is a little hoarse. And uh, so I apologize for any voice changes. But if you want to listen to previous podcast episodes, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com. If you want to subscribe for weekly updates, I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats Essential Roles for School Leaders. Or you can check out my book, Principal Matters, The Motivation courage, and action needed for school leadership at my website or at amazon.com. You know, when I was going to graduate school for my master's degree in educational leadership, I decided to conduct some informal research. So over a number of weeks, I talked to current and retired principals about what they considered to be the lessons that they had learned from their years in school leadership And I remember one man in particular who was a retired teacher and administrator who had moved into higher ed and eventually had moved into administration within higher ed as well. And one night we stood in the hallway uh, after one of my classes when I had found him because I knew his past experience had been in in high school, school leadership, and I wanted to just probe him with a question. One of the questions I asked was, what do you consider the greatest lesson you learned from your years as a principal? And I remember he looked down for a moment at the carpeting, and then he looked back at me, and he said, I think I had to learn that I wasn't always right. In fact, looking back now, I think I'd be lucky if I made the right decision 25% of the time. I was shocked. I remember standing there thinking, how could someone who seems so articulate and competent and confident say such a thing? And I could, he was probably reading my mind. He smiled, and he explained further. And he said, before you become the principal, you think you have all the answers, but once you take the position, you'll begin to realize how many things you don't know. And sometimes you'll call it wrong. The sooner you accept that fact, he went on, the easier it's going to be not to be too hard on yourself when you make mistakes. Now, I still remember walking away from that conversation in a daze. You know, looking back at that now, years later, um, I can I realize that some of some of the my biggest fears have always centered around a fear of failure, Uh, the fear of disappointing others, the fear of making wrong calls, the fear of being out of control of a situation. I dreamed of being the kind of leader who could inspire confidence in others, and so the idea of making wrong calls terrified me. Fast forward uh, 12 or 13 years now into my admin experience and 23 years into my education professional experience, and yes, I have learned over time that you still don't always call it right. In fact, um, I was just thinking of a situation the other day that I'll just run by you. How would you handle this situation? I I remember my very first few weeks as an assistant principal uh, more than a dozen years ago when a teacher brought me a student. And she was upset because he had been playing around uh, in her classroom and had thought it would be funny if he made um, some photocopies of his face on her copier. She was livid. Um, And this incident turned into a big, long meeting between her and the student and me and the student's dad. And so I arranged this meeting, and we decided that for the next two weeks, he would report to her classroom, and he would help her organize materials before school. It was a, a kind of detention um, as a way to give back for his nuisance and his waste. And, and even though the outcome was generally positive, I was just thinking back to that one incident. How would I have handled that differently today? And here, here are just four quick ways that I think I probably would have handled that differently. And, and again, every one of these situations is dependent upon context, dependent upon the student involved, the teacher involved, et cetera. But just, just for the information that I've given you, how may you have handled that differently well here's here's a few takeaways for myself uh, this was a veteran teacher and the first thing I would have done today would is, would have been to encourage her to make a contact with the parent herself especially if the student had never been in trouble before number two uh, we would have talked about appropriate consequences that she could leverage uh, but it's something she could have easily managed without me having to organize a meeting I'm convinced just looking back. Um, had we gone that direction, it would have saved time for her and the school and the parent and the student would still have had a reasonable consequence. And I would have been empowering that student or that teacher to have managed that situation. um, So that that student received an appropriate consequence. And I would have had um, adequate time to be managing the other things that would have uh, been managed in the hours that I lost organizing those conversations. And finally, um, I think something else that's different between now and then is I probably would have laughed uh not with the student but it, that's kind of funny when you think about a kid photoshopping his face or not you know uh, not photoshopping but photocopying his face um so I don't know I just I guess over time I've gotten a better sense of humor uh, but but I didn't have those insights then and you may completely disagree with me you may think no you handled that right or no that's not how I would have handled it now um all I know is this um, that over time I have learned that teachers must be empowered to manage and resolve classroom incidents that are within their control and ones that are are not, you help them to learn to manage. I've learned that um, how to protect time by not allowing every urgent moment to take hours away from other important priorities where my presence and my input are essential because there are other things that need to be paid attention to within schools that only you can pay attention to. And so if your teachers are managing those smaller incidents um uh, with your counsel or with your input, uh, it frees up time for you to be managing those things only you can manage. And I didn't have the perspective of being the parent of a teenager. Um, so understanding how teens operate in school and out of school, um, I can see how this could be resolved with a quick phone call to parents. Um, and I didn't know how to enjoy the hilarious things kids do sometimes um, when I was so intent on what the discipline action is going to be. Not that I would have enjoyed it with the student, but I would have certainly have taken time to find the humor in the moment. So that, that's just one small example of thousands of hourly and daily decisions um, that you are managing, and I'm managing, and all of us manage on a daily basis. And maybe you disagree with me, but that's fine. My point is this. Hindsight allows us perspective on how we grow in decision making. And making good decisions is an important role for all of us. I was recently looking at a Harvard Business Research report from 2008 called How Can Decision Making Be Improved by Catherine L. Milkman, Dolly Clough, and Max Bazerman, and I'll link to that in my show notes. And in this report, they were explaining how errors in decisions can be so incredibly costly in any organization, and how decision making is, of, decision making is often based on both your intuition, but also on outside input. And so, yes, there's lots and lots of research about how important decision-making is to the work that we do, but that's not the point I want to rest on in this conversation. Although we can constantly work on ways to improve our decision-making, when I look back over the years, I see ways, many ways, that I would have made different decisions if I was confronted with the same situations today. And so here's the shocking truth (laughs) that I just want to share today in, in this episode, and that's this. You are probably not a perfect decision maker. And I know that's not a surprise, but I think sometimes it's okay to be reminded that decision making, good decision making, and wise decision making is, is something that you actually can grow and improve in over the years. Not that you always become better, and I'm not, I am not. don't say these things because... I'm the perfect decision maker. I'm still not, and I'm sure if I looked back on today a year from now, I would see all kinds of ways that I could have been making better decisions. So today, I just want to, at the very, I just want to offer some quick advice. If someone was approaching me like I did that uh, that retired administrator and asking me, um, what advice would I give them as they're stepping into their own? career change or their own responsibility change where they're going to be making more important decisions or they're the sometimes the the, the decision maker when it comes to final calls um, here are some tips that I would just shoot out as as quick takeaways so six of them six, just six tips as you're continually growing in decision making just like I am number 1 even though you won't always get it right make courageous choices um, I once heard someone say that when you're making a tough decision, ask yourself the question, what would a strong leader do in this situation? It's a good question to ask because when you've weighed the best options, if you've made the courageous, not convenient choices, then others are going to respect you more when you do. And you maintain your self-respect as well. You're going to face tough situations. Human behavior makes that impossible to avoid, especially in schools. And every year I'm confronted with something new, that I've never encountered before, just as young people have endless ideas for creativity and learning, they also have endless ways of surprising or and offending or breaking rules. And so strong leaders understand their policies and procedures, but they also understand that they don't protect you from tough choices. So when confronted with tough choices, if you have doubts, make the courageous one. Number two, don't be afraid to take smart risks or step out of your comfort zone. You know, decision-making is not just about discipline. I'm just giving that as examples because my early years were so much involved so much discipline, but it's also about goals and schedules and problem-solvings. And sometimes it involves looking beyond the immediate to see where your group or your organization needs to go next. And so it's easy to fall into routines in our work. And I believe that if we're going to stay fresh in our leadership, we have to constantly look for ways that we can improve. And that starts first with ourselves. So when I say don't be afraid to take risk or step out of your comfort zone. As you're, as you're becoming a consistent decision maker, let me ask you this. When's the last time that you tried something that pushed you outside of feeling comfortable? Because often that's where you're going to find some great creativity and some great solutions. Um, I'll give you some examples. Maybe you could cover a lesson with students the next time a teacher absent. Or maybe you should be willing to sit in the dunk tank uh, for a fundraiser. Uh, things that I've been willing to do. Or maybe it's taking time to speak or write about a topic that you've mastered when people ask you to. That could be uncomfortable, and um, it's something that I've stepped out of my comfort zone to do, but I'm glad I have. Whatever it is, just keep making decisions that require you to stay focused and present and push you towards growth. Don't make decisions that are simply comfortable. I could flesh that out, but I'll go on number three. Surround yourself with others who provide wisdom and perspective. This goes without saying. You should never lead in isolation. And the more people you can surround yourself with for guidance, the better. Now, that's one reason that I try to meet every week with my admin team, with teacher teams, or even with student leaders. So how are you reaching out to people uh, who, know what's, who know best what's happening and who can provide realistic feedback to you? Because when it comes to tough decisions, it's important that you stop and think, but also that you ask others before taking action, especially in in really serious situations. Number four, take time to celebrate and enjoy the small wins. So don't become so absorbed in the doing that you forget about the being. In other words, look around you at what's working well in school, and then please pause and celebrate. Maybe that means sending out a social media alert about awesome activities or lessons happening in your school, or maybe it's taking time to tell someone on your team a specific way that you saw them model inspiration and enthusiasm or good teaching, or maybe um, it's just after you've managed a really tough conflict, not letting yourself grow numb to the wonderful things, the other wonderful things that are happening right around you. So when you you stop and you see the evidence and benefits of, of good decision making, then Please don't ignore that sometimes you need to just be celebrating and enjoy some small wins. Sometimes I think we stay way too serious and don't celebrate enough. Number five, even if, it's, even if your steps are small, keep moving forward. If leadership was easy, everyone would be signing up to be the, the, the decision makers. And um, whether you are a classroom leader or a coach or a school admin, resistance comes with the territory And so in whether it's a classroom setting um, or in a school, uh, sometimes you'll hear students say things like, uh, if I can just get Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so off topic, we can talk about nothing for the rest of the class period. But I know teachers aren't the only ones who can get sidetracked. When we're making big decisions, we need to be asking ourselves the question, now, what is it that I really need to be focusing on next? Maybe that's being in classrooms or looking up answers to another challenge, but at the end of the day, you need to be able to know that you're keeping... The needle moved in the direction you want your school to be going or you want your organization to be going and asking yourself, how am I making progress towards my main goals? What little steps can I take right now if I haven't? So in the decision-making world, don't forget that small steps, even small ones, in the right direction means keep that you have to keep moving forward. Don't let decision-making be all you do. Number six, um, this should go without saying, but I I, I want to make sure I say that always do what's legal and ethical, even if you're uh, and if you're not sure, um, please ask, um, because we're all susceptible to bad decisions. But I think it goes without saying that the, that every decision should be grounded in your policies, procedures, and what's legal. So uh, seek good counsel if you're stepping into an area that's controversial or open to varying opinions, and if you're facing situations where the answers are uh, spelled out for you. Um, then you know that that still requires confidentiality and due process. So um, sometimes uh, when the answers aren't clear, those are good times to pause and share that decision with someone else. So yes, be courageous and step out of your comfort zone, but make sure that when you're doing so, you're not reckless or negligent uh, because you'll get yourself and others in trouble too. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Understanding the shocking truth that our own leadership needs improvement and that we don't always make the best decisions means that we are willing to acknowledge our strengths and our weaknesses, and that's a never-ending process. So today, I want to just remind you, on the one hand, good decision-making means that you're constantly learning and sharing and collaborating and seeking input. But on the other hand, it's just important to remember that the longer you practice the habits, the more aware you're going to become that you still need to learn and that you are prone to sometimes missing the mark. So can I just ask you to save yourself some time? And accept the shocking news that you will always have room to grow, just like I do. And when we can accept this truth, it will um, help us to be able to still live with ourselves on the good days and the mediocre days and the bad days. So today, I just want to remind you that what you do is so incredibly important as school leaders. So today, would you remain courageous? Would you take smart risks? Would you rely on a good team? Would you celebrate the small wins? and keep moving forward and doing what's right. Because when you do, you'll keep growing, but you're also going to make the journey better for those you serve and those you lead. So now it's your turn. When's the last time that you've reflected on your decision-making? Um, are you seeking good input from others to see if you have any blind spots or you need another perspective? And what's, way you, what's one way today that you can move the needle in the right direction for your goals in your schools so that even in the midst of managing so many decisions, you, you still know that today I've taken a step to keep moving in the right direction. You know, those are the conversations that I have with myself. and Those are the conversations that I have with my team members. I can never, ever uh, lead alone. And so decision-making is, is a part of sharing, growing, and learning with others. I hope that helps. And if, if this podcast has been helpful in any way to you today, please share it with others and encourage them to go over to iTunes if they have time and rate this program. It makes it more visible to others. But until next time, I just want to remind you that what you do is so incredibly important. And I'd like to invite you to come to my website if you need to um, check out other resources or you want to subscribe for my weekly updates. I'll send you a free ebook called Eight Hats, Essential Roles for School Leaders. Or you can check out my book, *Principal Matters, The Motivation, Action, and Courage Needed for School Leaders. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for doing what matters, and I'll talk to you soon. Never be afraid You're made for